0: Can... Should... Hello everybody, else listening to Common Ride with me, and you know who my father is, I'm Kip, or you can call me Joe Hill, and then for the letters she writes to her uncle, C.S. Lewis, Steph, and then of course, for keeping that dick private, Raymond Chandler, or David. <laughs> <laughs> those are authors, everybody.
1: <laughs> this is well done. Really well done.
0: <laughs> Not sure those are the first three authors in my head, but <laughs> that's where I am today. I was going to say, this is very specific choices.
1: I love the fact that I got C.S. Lewis as the <laughs> devout atheist that I am. That's perfect. <laughs> Dear uncle, fuck off.
0: <laughs> uh, has C.S. Lewis, like, written a book that's been relevant for a while? Not really, huh?
2: Nope. I think is probably the last thing that he's ever written that's been relevant to anyone.
0: Yeah. Who got, um, like, the most relevant probably with, like, Raymond Chandler, so... Yeah, I have I no idea that who that is. What? What is he? You no, know,
1: I don't either. But I was just gonna play along.
2: <laughs> Philip Marlowe.
0: The fuck is Raymond Shit, Long goodbye for all my lovely. D- I don't the read big books. Sleep. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> the truth of the matter is, as much as I like talking about Toku stuff, it's like not even top five compared to like fiction, like fantasy fiction, detective mm. fiction, sci-fi. But damn, okay. But no. Um I mean,
2: I read a lot of fantasy fiction. I don't know who the hell that is.
0: <laughs> no, Raymond Chandler was like 30s and 40s noir like fiction. Oh,
2: that's why I don't know who the fuck it is.
1: How dare you not know that, David?
2: Yeah, I mean, I gotta brush up on my turn of the century fucking writers.
0: You never seen a girl with lips so bright as five sight gum, David? No. <laughs> not at once. Weird. Never seen a scratch hat nickel, David? Are you coming on to me?
1: It's starting to sound that way.
0: (laughs) What thing can you say for the 40s that doesn't sound like coming on to you, though?
1: Seriously. I mean, Mm. and and it's all, uh, of all the Toku podcasts in all the world, he had to walk into this (laughs) one.
0: (laughs) Eight cents for your coffee, David. (laughs) Only eight? That's pretty cheap. Yeah, it was back in the day, you know?
2: I don't, because I wasn't alive then, but okay.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> speaking of being alive we're here to talk about tokusatsu specifically the 2005 series garo and i don't know about you but 2005 last time i was alive yep
2: mm-hmm
1: yep yeah I, I, I just about pay to go back there at this point
0: uh
2: God, how old was i in 2005
0: like 15 16 years ago 17 years ago depending yeah 17 15 years ago. 15 for me was- yeah Two thousand five. I was doing a lot of mischief, probably is all I could say. I wasn't watching Garo. I'll say that much.
1: Yeah, I wasn't either.
0: That's probably too early for me, actually. Like I like got into like Tokugo like a couple years after that, two thousand seven, two thousand eight. So yeah, but we're here to talk about uh, the next set of these episodes as a book club covering this first two thousand five series. Uh and before we start though, um, I had some fun context for you all about this show and this time. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. Um. So, there are a couple of uh, leads in this show, um, as always. Um, I enjoy some Japanese media. I do not enjoy proper pronunciation of the Japanese language, so please bear <laughs> with me. <laughs> Don't worry, I got your back. Yeah. Uh, so, um, our two leads, um, Koga and Kaoru, both acted in things beyond Garo, believe it or not, which... Good for them. Oh, uh, but um, so you want to start with a Koga or Kauru first?
2: Uh, give me five seconds to open up their uh their
0: wiki, wiki
2: pages. All right, yeah, start with Kauru.
0: So, uh, Mikahiji. There are uh, two eyes at the end of that. So I'm not sure how that goes, but um, Mikahiji. Uh, Hiji. Hiji, okay. So, actress and I never know how to s- how to pronounce Gavaru. Uh, gravel but gravure. okay gravel that just means she did some stuff in swimsuits basically yeah 100 percent. Yeah, yeah yeah um oh apparently she's still
2: active according to, the, yeah, she's still to active. the garo wiki who
0: knew she's is in garza for a while she's um in some common writer stuff um she uh does um do some stuff in like some other films but like the thing that you uh might most know her from is you remember from like 2009 there was a bunch of movies that came out in theaters in america and like Canada and stuff that were just like called ninja you remember? like
2: ninja ninja three the domination those yeah. ones yeah, yeah yeah wait was she's she a, in those movies
0: yes
1: holy cow wait didn't
0: those movies come out in like the 80s no she's in like the 2009 scott adkins ninja movie oh so, huh yeah like her name is third from the top so she's like the female lead in that uh show i'm reading here that she speaks fluent english because she studied abroad in new york city Huh. so that means a uh, fairly good career and like uh just uh she also was in the team division of uh, like the all japan wushu tai chi championship so maybe that'll come up a little bit hmm. later on that she has like some ability to uh do some kind of these like forms weird
2: that she like doesn't fight at all then in this show that's
0: kind of odd <laughs> maybe they'll do something in like some episode where she like gets a bad wig and like some like contact lens that she's possessed you right know? yeah who knows it <laughs> always happens you know
1: yeah it's, that wouldn't actually be that far off base for the-
0: and um the actor for koga so he was born hiroki kanshi but he goes by now. Um, and he like like Konishi, K- um K O N I S K- H I Konishi, Konishi. Okay, you know, like I said, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but no. Uh, so like, in some movies, but um, the main thing actually is like to see he's actually very like prolific in like theater. It, it seems like he's in like Prince of like Tennis. He's a Hunter Hunter. Yeah, he's in Les Mis, Dracula. Frankenstein where he plays the monster. So he's huh. like a... Yeah. And, like, this list goes, like, from, like, 2004 to, like, 2020. So, you know, he's, like, an active dude. And then in between all that, he's still doing all the Garo stuff as Koga Sejima. Yeah. He was Jonathan Harker in Dracula the same year as I think, like, he was back as Koga for, like, a pretty significant role, I think. Huh.
1: That's awesome.
0: So... Not not always will somebody that does Toku because they're like 18, like actually right. do stuff beyond it. But it was cool to see that our two leads both one actually did some stuff in Hollywood and one is like fairly active in the theater. But yeah. Uh and there are actually some more people to talk about later, but we'll get to them a little later, uh when they come up as a the bit parts. But that is our context for this time though. And uh let's talk about these episodes though because we have episode six beauty episode seven silver fang episode eight ring episode nine ordeal and episode 10 puppet how are people feeling about like garo after these episodes
1: i'm so glad we chose this one honestly like i have yet to see an episode i didn't like every time i watch it i get more and more sucked in it's harder and harder to quit watching after our stop point so i'm really excited about this series
2: uh, david this is like finding the Holy Grail. <laughs> like, you're just like, you know, you're like, oh, you know, other cups are cool. And then you get this and you're like, oh, shit. Like, this is so much better. <laughs> just like way better. It's, it's funny because like I was talking to you earlier and I, I mentioned that I watched the first episode of Kamen Rider Geats. Garo from 2005, the action in Garo still shits on whatever that was. <laughs> Like, don't get me wrong, Geets look fine, and like the you know, the 3Ds come a long way, but like, even in Garo, like, it looks like fucking like 2005 garbage CG, it's still way more enjoyable to watch.
0: Oh, um, something that uh might interest you, David, is that uh, in 2020, mm-hmm. there was a one off like series for Garo called Garo versus Road that was a hundred person battle royale to see who got to be Garo series. The fuck? Like, ran what for you, 13 episodes. Like, what do you mean? Like, it was a one core series that, uh, like it was like maybe set in like an all the universe, but like it was a hundred people got VR glasses and they found out it was real. And whoever won like, huh? Th- the game of death would be Garo.
2: That's <laughs> kind of neat.
0: Yeah. There's multiple timelines. I think that's its own thing. Yeah, like its own like verse too. So Huh, that's kinda neat. Might have to might
2: have to track that down.
0: The same thing there. But
2: I would like to say, props to us for calling some of the stuff that happens in this section of episodes. (laughs) Though, although it didn't happen in the exact way that I figured it would, there's some (laughs) stuff that we called pretty accurately, which on the one hand I'm kind of glad about because it's like yeah like this is stuff that like should have happened and then did happen we're like all right, cool
0: I need to make a call and I need it to be heard because I made this call before today's episode as soon as this call could be made but also I do want to just make this call shot I won't say who's a spoiler there is definitely a character that shows up where I was like that's a fucking sister lover if I've ever seen one in my fucking life (laughs) and we'll see i'm just calling that shot i'm sure you know who who it is and it'll come up when it comes up this character but i was like man that's a sister lover okay i'm trying to think of who you're talking about uh two swords silver arbor. oh okay
2: <laughs> that was who <laughs> I, I was thinking of but
0: yeah i was just when you, oh like when you like talked about like calling shots i was like oh, i have to call that shot before it's too late uh but yeah um I really like how Garo is like just like the way that we don't see good serialized like storytelling like this, like the closest thing I think is like star Wars and like clone war stuff. Like it's Uh like uh going back to like myths and legend going back to like the way Batman's presented going back to like star Wars where there's like, it's not really concerned with like this and this and this and like a logical like series of events. It's much more like being in this time and in this like storytelling, like just continuum and like i love how it's like oh we are somewhere in the hundred days before like coward will die but it's not important that it's the second week or whatever it's not important that like it's like this has happened because there's like no frame of reference references that way but like i really do like how like we had episodes that were like oh mm-hmm. there's a mystery going on there's like a fight going on and like we're in like media res like joining it that was really cool to me like i love that shit
1: yeah i like it too because they're not gonna paint themselves into a corner story-wise by trying to force like a really uh chaotic uh deadline on the show
0: and two i just like how it's working in a different mode like the thing that i like about the common Rider is that like it's very much like it's very often talking about like the way people are like distanced from society by like their opinions of their abilities like it becomes a very personal story each year like how is this person separate from society mm. and i feel like garo is much more making an icon in like a different just like a very different storytelling tradition too mm-hmm. really like the show so far yeah,
2: yeah. I'm, I'm also enjoying it quite a bit
0: it's it's been it's been so
2: different than than watching Deno where like I would finish a stretch of like, you know, 10 episodes or whatever, or five episodes, whatever we were watching. I think we we're watching 10. But like um, I'd finish a stretch and be like, I'm I, I don't want to watch anything else. Whereas this like I finished those five episodes. I'm like yeah but what happens next like should i just watch the next episode i'm like i don't (laughs) like if i watch it now i'm gonna forget it by next week but mm. (laughs) yeah
1: that's that's me too and i'm afraid i'll one episode myself until i get to the end of the series Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) and to like just this is such a like i keep saying that like i very much like think there's just a ton of stuff in the mid-2000s for like so interesting because this is where you see like common Rider take that branch and be like okay we're a franchise now we're making so much money let's be a little less frightening let's be let's have fewer murders let's have some like more toys some more colors and like that like first part of like the first book club and like Hibiki was like oh my god this is like so cool there's all this cool like coming of age stuff and like weird monsters and then it was like a normal show after they like changed their writing staff and that's like the like two paths diverging where it's like oh let's make this show about like doing the cool stuff and also like um there's two Kamen Rider remakes coming out one for Kamen Rider Black and one for like the original Kamen Rider and
2: then *Shin Kamen Rider as well
0: yeah like *Shin Kamen Rider and like Kamen Rider Blackstone that are all about just like hey Kamen Rider let's do some that are like darker and like have more blood and like more violent and like sexual it's like okay there's like this weird tension to that whole franchise where Garo can just be one thing mm. mm-hmm. and commit to it. Um, but yeah, um, let's talk about uh, this first episode though. Episode six of How Was the Comrade of That's not right. Uh, Beauty. Um, and we start with uh, Koga is uh, in a cemetery fighting some, um, he's fighting some horrors that are like moving between shadows as Zaruba is um. Reciting a psalm about like what you should do and like all this like stuff, and like a knife flies out and he has to catch it with his hand. Mm-hmm. Great stuff. Uh this knife becomes important later, but then uh we see um I guess like this pimp was like, I know a spot where he was gonna go have <laughs> sex with this like S- oldest sex worker.
1: Yeah, that was fun.
0: Goes to cemetery. I okay, so
2: he He wasn't a pimp, oh, I assumed he was the pimp for the two younger girls no they they were escorts, essentially,
0: okay, yeah <laughs> so he was like, I know a spot, yeah, this is my homie's grave the poison mm-hmm, yeah run. yeah yeah so he he brought three escorts, and then one of them beats the shit out of him with a rocketer purse i okay, I don't think he
2: brought the the older lady, so she just showed up.
1: yeah i was really confused about that too
2: yeah i think so yes i think like she she like um was like stalking them or something okay that to me that makes the most sense in my head because like (laughs) otherwise at first okay at first i wasn't sure exactly what was happening because the way that she's dressed to me signaled that she was like a like Kyabure like mama or like a you know, mm-hmm. um that kind of like uh she's essentially like a female pimp for uh okay. like women. Like the way that she's dressed and she's got that fucking long ass cigarette thing and like to me that signaled that was like what her deal was.
0: So, so we're talking about Katomi, the older woman.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Katomi. So like the reason why I thought she was there is like she was pimping the girls and then the guy was there to pick them up, and then the guy was being a piece of shit so she busted his head open with a rock
0: but they also like go to him when he gets hurt in a way right yeah that in a way that fed.
2: doesn't make sense yeah I- I'm not exactly sure what the relationship was there exactly yeah.
0: and also like um so we get a lot of scenes of just like oh hey threats of violence to her throughout so I was just, like okay we see her beating shit on him who knows where this started because there's like a knife right. involved and yeah, so right. yeah but yeah um koga loses the horror and then like sees her beating up the dude. He's like is she a horror?" and then like what's like the letter Is like nope and she's like what nope. are you doing come over here <laughs> what were you saying david well yeah like
2: he's he's chasing this horror and it like runs away so he goes chase it and then it just comes upon this scene of her just beating this guy's head in with a rock and a bag he's like this is this right and he's like hmm that that's that's horror behavior and he's like oh no you're just a psychopath okay bye okay <laughs> and he yeah, like yeah. jumps away he's like i i don't have to deal with you like not my problem
0: that's like i feel like some other times happened in like fiction but like where like a superhero like is like oh you're not like a you're not like a bang baby i'll leave i'm static shock i don't care about like actual crime i don't know like that's like so funny yeah. to me yeah it's
2: a little bit weird But, like, Koga seems like he's one of those dudes who's, like, super focused on his job, so anything else is just in his way.
0: Um, A crow, immediately after um, he leaves, is watching her, it says, as a horror says, join my cold taboo, thy warm-blooded flesh will overflow with joy. Yeah. Great shit.
1: That strangely poetic bird.
0: Yeah. But, so, she is now supernatural yeah and now she's a whore yeah uh man that word is a real problem horror
2: horror Horror. (laughs) well technically she's also a whore but um (laughs)
0: uh so we find out that that the dagger that hit koga was a haja dagger um and would have killed a normal human in minutes slash is known for the death of many makai knights but then he drinks a fluid given to him by Gonza. Then puts flame on his hand as Kauru comes in with like whiskey to help and like he just like burns his hand to be healed.
2: Cool it, shit. Very, very Witcher. I'm going to say Witcher stole it.
0: I, Witcher is way before this, right? Well, uh, the book might 90s, be. Yeah, right? I don't know. Yeah. It's very much like, get the reverter. What's the reverter? We Who don't knows? know. Yeah. And you just like, drink, your hand on fire. Drink, the, drink the blue Kool Aid and light
2: my hand on fire. I do like that like every once in a while he just goes like get the thing or use the thing and he just has like a cool magic thing that he uses like the the episode where he he's got like the talismans and he puts them on the people's heads and then this one where he like drinks a potion and like heals his hand yeah. and stuff like that like it's kind of neat to see cuz like now he kind of has these in his bag of tricks and it's like oh, okay if he needs this again like I know he he could do this it's very yeah.
0: batman too to be like oh I've made it like Edward Alfred
1: right <laughs> i'd love to see like his storage room where he keeps all of this
0: so coward tries to help and she like sh- she says like oh there's no bandit there's no forsaken so she goes to get whiskey puts it in her mouth to like help and then like he p- pours the whiskey back into her mouth and she gets like later like she says she's like hungover. so just you know a little moment of a uh, quirky background comedy for the uh-huh. group man um i do just love how much they're just like playing up the like rom-com i like the way they're presented though like it works i think
1: yeah strangely it does it, I, I find myself thinking it's strangely cute even though part of me is just like why don't you just run away from this dude he's clearly toxic
0: i mean it's definitely like this there's like it's became really prevalent after like twilight and the 50 shapes it's just, like there's this tradition of like romantic novel and like smut that seems to be about like this like girl who's like ah i'm so unable to do anything and i met this really cool guy and he likes me even though i'm normal and i'm a klutz or whatever and i feel like that's what cowers in but i kind of think it works because like her angst is about like normal millennial angst (laughs) not like being dumb you know
1: yeah and to be fair she has no problem standing up to him Mm -hmm. so she's definitely not like living in the shadow of these uh kind of sappier youth or young adult or whatever stuff we got a few years ago
0: yeah she's like damseled by general capitalism just like and like wanting to be an artistism Mm -hmm. yeah but yeah um and then uh we see some more of uh katomi and she like has like a younger form now and she kills a guy and it's like oh um Golem asks Koga if he has friends when he brings that dagger that almost killed him it's very funny how much they just like fuck with him this whole time <laughs> 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 they're, like, they're like you have friends friends <laughs> the first one says oh like somebody tried to kill you the second one says you think it's like another Maka night. the third one says you have friends Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> great
1: I I love the look on his face whenever they're giving him shit too. I mean honestly, just that look of pure irritation as he walks away is brilliant.
0: Yeah, and it just it's like such a like um he's so specialized that like they can't get rid of him but also this is like, "Oh, fuck you. You're 22, weirdo. Get out of here." And then um there's this scene that I think was making me laugh really freaking hard though. Um so Cower is like late for another job interview and she like she's hung over and like on a bench and like two very 2000s guys come up and sexually assault her <laughs> oh
2: in the park yeah oh yeah the most like generic like yeah oh here's a random battle in a Yakuza
0: game type dudes but so then like um this guy Ray um who looks like if Dylan Klebold loved his sister um <laughs> she- <laughs> Um, ask your parents about that one, guys. Um, and then, um, like he shows up and like pushes the two guys off of her. And then 20 of their friends show up and they're like, Yeah, we want to sexually assault, let's all fight this dude. <laughs> yeah,
1: don't you know about where the they come from?
2: Don't you know about the roving that. Tokyo rape gangs
0: <laughs>
2: in 2005? Uh, what an absolute
0: menace! Oh, that's my least favorite Takashi Mike film. Just- <laughs> Wild, <laughs> uh, but no, like, I was talking about like two guys like grab her, they get pushed back like 20 of their friends drop, when they all fight this dude. It's like, okay, it's like super like stand user like JoJo Logic, where the dude in the weird leather jacket and like skull shaped like truly is like important. We know, but it's just like very funny that they had to show us by having him fight a bunch of dudes,
2: right? Again, like he's he just he's he's uh the same as like Koga, where he's just designed to be like the coolest guy right and he just shows up and he's like i'm dark and brooding and i have a fucking sick ass uh tra- trench coat,
0: coat yeah <laughs> uh, oh and like he, he beats it all up but then like he pretends to be the 21st guy to creep to the creep on that day <laughs> yeah and immediately he, he beats up 20 dudes that immediately goes now i'm the sex offender
1: <laughs> right That was so weird to me. Like, do you know how fucking uncomfortable she probably is right now? Not the time, dude.
2: Yeah, not not only like are you being really creepy like before where clearly the other two guys are overpowering her, you've just beat up 20 of them and been like, now I'm going to be creepy as well. Right. So it's like very, very obvious. Like, oh, this guy could like do whatever the hell he wanted to be and it would be awful.
0: And then he tells her it's all right. Next time when I see you at night, it'll be better. And she, she's like, "What at night?" And then she calls her therapist, who needs to be the twenty second guy to creep on her. Where he says, "Your youth <laughs> will unleash your power." Yeah. <laughs> also, that will be thirteen hundred yen, please, for that like phone call. Just I don't know. Uh, I will yeah. say
2: though, the the fight against the goons is pretty pretty good.
1: It is, yeah.
2: He does this. He does this fucking move to the one goon where he like uppercuts the guy off his feet and then like kicks him out of the air and just sends him flying. I'm like, ah, oh, that, oh, the wire work
0: is just, moi. I just love how her therapist is like, like fucking like, he's like, he thinks he's like Guru from Dragon Ball Z and she's Gohan, just like unleashing her power over the phone. Just like, it's okay, it'll happen. It's gonna be good for you. Just like, he just tells her all this stuff and I don't know what he's up to. <laughs> i mean <laughs> he has to be man? some
2: kind of an important character right because like he keeps appearing
1: right
0: yeah like you don't have that character show up unless like he like is somehow important but like i think later when they showed him on the news and later it was like okay him being a news guy actually makes a lot more sense mm-hmm. like, it, like a like celebrity therapist or whatever right yeah that would make more sense of a lot of him explains honestly. the shirt yeah
1: just the overall demeanor i swear mm-hmm. like the lights and camera work get a lot softer whenever he's in a scene
0: he's like the kind of like he says a lot of stuff about like ah shonen i gotta be this way this now in the spring just like some right. weird shit from like mike guy from naruto just what are you doing you're a therapist um but then um <laughs> i like love how immediately um so Kauru gets to her due job and um, it's immediately at the place. That I was like, "Oh, is she being hired to be an escort?" Oh no, she's just a bartender. I was like, "Oh, thankfully her luck's not that yeah. bad today." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but like, um, uh, like as she started, Katomi is told by this uh dude who like runs the place, but like he's kind of dressed like a like he's dressed like a cyberpunk pastor, and he's just like, <laughs> "That's a
1: really apt description, actually." Good yes, job. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm. He tells Katomi, "Hey." your livelihood will run out <laughs> if you can't be here. That's a little bit ominous. Yeah, but also just a lot of violence like levied toward her for being an old older like sex worker here. So I don't mm-hmm. know. Just that seems like the door.
2: Yeah, fortunately. F- yeah, mm,
0: mhm.
1: It's a toxic work environment. I sure.
2: mean, this is 2005, like we're not we're not nearly as evolved as we are now. And even then,
0: though I'm glad to see that For Kairu, she's like, she's like in 2022 when she like sees the guy get slammed by the horror. She's like, not again! I just started this job. (laughs)
2: She's (laughs) like, why does this keep
0: happening to me? I mean, Koga has told her
2: like, oh yeah, by the way, like these things are gonna like keep appearing to you because you're covered in fucking demon blood. So I don't know why she's acting surprised. Like, oh wacky, you know,
0: demon hijinks keeps happening. I didn't know if she knew about the blood yet. Did he not explain that to her? Cause later on, like Zaruba's like chastising him, like when are you gonna tell her? Like episode eight or nine, I thought. Oh
2: yeah, that's right. He does say that. That is true, yes.
0: Yeah. Um And then like in the fight scene, um Ray shows up but like he doesn't transform and mm. um as Katobi dies, it's kinda of weird weird. there's like a lot of sympathy for her, honestly in that scene. Like she's kinda of like, ah, was she really that bad a person? No, not, like the whole not show. Not really? Is like, yeah.
2: No. I mean, well, she did beat a man's head in with a fucking brick.
0: Yeah. However, basically <laughs> I, unprovoked. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think we can apply some provocation by just the way other dudes treat her. Yeah, that's true. And then I forget what Ray does at the end, but he's like weird some more, and he so. he goes full emo. <laughs> He he has no, like, other gear, though, than
2: full emo. Right, that's true. Yeah. Wanna be cool and full emo.
1: But doesn't he, like, try to wrap his arm around her or try to kiss her or something?
2: I think so,
0: probably.
1: Because I, I I just remember her, like, shoving him away and immediately <laughs> running behind her knight there. So I was like, oh, that was strange.
0: <laughs> yeah. And, like, at this point, it's like, okay, Koga's... A rude asshole, but he doesn't try shit. He hasn't tried yeah, to murder that's, me that's or take true. advantage of me. Yeah. And yeah. Um it's very interesting to me that, like um when there are like smaller Toku series like come out the aren't franchise, which like at this point Garo is, um, it's a lot of them seem to have a female protagonist and like the story is like meeting the hero but not being the hero and like it's kind of like urban loneliness and this like it's like a, I think of three or four other series where it's a young girl in the city that she meets a hero. It's weird that that's like the focus, but I guess it's just like how they want to change the paradigm a little bit. Right. I don't know. But yeah. Uh, and then on to episode seven, Silver Fang. And um, this um, has a change in the opening arts. The same song, though, as we see, there's uh, two fighters like fighting and like zeros in it, mm. which is cool. And um, this starts with, like, Gonza talking about how there's nothing in the genealogies of a man of his age as the knight or the watchdog of the West. Um, So it's like, what's going on? Who could this be? What's going on? It's also like, well, you know, what happens? Sometimes people die, Gonza. Sometimes people have their weird revenge heirs, you know? Right. <laughs> well, and there's like a lot of things we don't know,
2: right? Because like he he's like, oh, there's like a genealogy. So like this this aids to my thing where I, I said before that like there's makai knights, like mm-hmm. there are supposed to be more of them, or there's still clearly there still are more of them somewhere. But and then he mentions like the watchdog of the west, which is like what the hell is that? Because I know that they refer to Gulm, the three girls as the watchdog so like is there another set of three girls is it like a different person is it mm-hmm.
1: yeah yeah it's
0: maybe the the gnomes. Oh.
1: oh no i was just gonna say it's kind of interesting to me though to like learn about all this slowly um because it seems like there's gonna be a lot of things that come out through the series so mm. um you know us getting to sit here and make predictions just adds to the fun
0: i think second called shot of the episode. At some point we see the two gomes meet or more than one golem meet and they have a rice eating competition. <laughs> oh, that'd be amazing. I I don't think that'll happen, but one can hope. <laughs> okay. Well, that's my uh second bet for even more money. So I um do enjoy how like what's happening here is those like rays going around just like trying to like do all of the like weird XP side quests for like the like whole city just like oh there's like a little bit of like malicious like spot here I'm gonna like put my sword in and drain it and just like be like haha I've taken all your dailies and your weeklies bitch what are you gonna do about it <laughs> kind of
2: right so like this this makes me like wonder what are the mukai Knights as like a, an organization because to me it seems like they're like weird bounty hunters like do they get paid for you know killing evil mm-hmm. demons like because uh, because it seems like ray and koga are kind of like button because they're like oh don't take my fucking work like don't take my job
1: right so
2: like do they get paid somehow or like
0: does this mean something like we don't really know i guess we know that genealogy matters though so it's kind of like okay like is this a family thing where there's these families who are provided for in a certain way, right? Like monetarily over time, and it's like, oh, you're a wealthy family, and the first son or whatever is always going to be fighting for their life. Mm. That kind of seems like, until proven otherwise, it kind of seems like what's going on, to me at least. But I don't know. Well,
1: yeah. maybe, but don't they keep referring to his dad having been a knight too? <laughs> yeah,
0: that's what I mean.
1: Okay, I got you. Sorry
0: just like father to son and you have some wealth and some properties and yeah um, he needs to eat and he does that thing that happens sometimes uh, where he's like man I love sweets I'm gonna eat all these sweets now oh where he just orders
2: like a million food items mm-hmm
1: and notices that two are missing despite the fact that his entire plate is or his entire table's covered
0: and of course Kauru's there she just got a job as a maid at a cafe I mean, of course Tauru has more part-time jobs than brain cells <laughs> I'd say um who's the guy who's the racist black guy from boondocks that has like all those part-time jobs that, that's who I think of uncle ruckus that's uncle ruckus she has. <laughs> <laughs> everything like oh it's a bus driver oh it's the but no yeah she, like she can't keep a job where they're like all gigs or whatever because she's trying to make it as an artist
1: and because she keeps getting attacked by monsters every time she gets a new job
0: true so, I
2: found this out from my girlfriend, actually, like, yesterday. I didn't know that this was a case, but a lot of part-time jobs are for, like, a, a set amount of time. So, like, hmm. she said, like, oh, I used to work, like, part-time jobs that were, like, for a week. Oh, so, interesting. So, like, that, and, like, she's the same age Kauru would be
0: in 2005. That's interesting because, like, that makes a lot of, like, fiction stuff make more sense because, like... How many times are, like we watched like an anime or a show and it's like, oh, they're like working at a fast food place or a train <sighs> place this right. week,
2: mm-hmm. and then it
0: changes. Yeah, I I'm not sure why that is culturally. but That's interesting to hear. Huh. Um, and of course she's a maid, so she like is dressed as a maid and like puts a bandaid on his one scratch that he got from fighting. And it's like, oh, I guess he's not so bad. They tries to the kill her. It's it's really weird that she's so cordial <laughs> after
2: he's like, I'm gonna murder you.
1: Yeah, and he just keeps being weird around her, doesn't he? Mm -hmm. Just like, from her perspective, I can't imagine like really seeing a lot redeeming about this guy up to this point.
0: Yeah, I don't know. Uh, She's just got a lot to worry about, I think. She has a complicated relationship (laughs) with the world around her at this point.
1: That's very true.
0: Um, Hankoga saves her. Um, They talk a little bit, like, as, like... Golem talks about, like, how it's a, like crime for them to fight but they start to fight and then um the bar they're in is another uh toku set in uh the second of the mid 2000s reboots of the first common rider they have a fight in this bar in their um like final battle huh
1: oh that's cool
0: okay but like um uh, so the company that makes garo is bandai so i think they might be the same like they're technically the same company like they're like uh... close enough yeah, I mean, they might use the
2: same studio.
0: Yeah, but Ray presses the, the dad button and they fight and, like, just, like, they beat the shit out of each other. Yep. But specifically, though,
2: th- is that, like, Koga pulls his fucking sword out first. And apparently yeah. that's
0: a big no-no. And he has the most fucking 2005 year, a fucking edgelord line. he says, so the Makai Night <laughs> Like it end with me. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't give a shit.
1: Very dramatic, yes.
0: You know, he can only feel all the feelings. He can't feel some of them. He can't, like, pull back. He's yeah, living that, he, yeah. He
1: doesn't half ass it, that's for sure.
0: He's living that homestuck 24 7 life, Koga. And, like, they fight. This horror shows up in the middle of them fighting this, like, really cool, like, wire fight scene, like, along this parking garage. They're, like, gaining elevation. Oh, like, uh, yeah, it's down. so good. So good. So good. <laughs> And, like, when this horror shows up, they, like, jump on top of, of, like, two, like, adjacent skyscrapers, transform, kill the horror immediately, and then, like, Ray says, only have 90 seconds left. What do you want to do? And they fight till they, like, are about to pass out.
2: They fight. Not Not do they only just fight. They fight while falling down the largest skyscraper I have ever fucking seen. I understand that it's supposed to be like 90 seconds till they get to the floor and they're like jumping between the buildings, but it just seems like the building goes on forever. But I'm here for it because it looked cool, so I don't care.
1: It was really cool, but I I don't know. After they had like continued trying to fight each other as this horror was carrying them up in the air, I thought that there could not be a cooler way for that fight to go until they were fighting all the way back down. Also, (laughs) that was just so much fun
0: it seems like a thing they're gonna do is kill a whore at the same time and then keep fighting which is fun
1: i appreciated the determination though like they were so pissed off they were not willing to take a break for anything
0: let's stop here it's like what do we think of um fuck what's his armor called zero kiba or zero okay Zero. he is zero he is ray tuzuhara his armor is zero what do we think about him as a character and his whole like His powers, his two swords, his silver. So I had a weird, like, because of
2: the Final Fantasy crossover, I knew what this character looked like because this is the armor that they gave Ninja in the crossover. So I I have this entire armor set, so I knew what it looked like. And when he showed up with two swords in the previous episode, I'm like, oh, he's that guy. Mm -hmm. So uh i I think he looks cool, like the swords are like ridiculous, like just these weird like big uh chunky ass, spiky ass, swords, but he looks cool he's he's significantly less shiny than Garo though
1: <laughs> yeah, I feel like that was intentional.
2: <laughs> they probably realized like, oh, we're gonna have to have these dudes fight, so like maybe we shouldn't make them like gold plated and silver plated and look like because like imagine if you look like chrome right maybe he's hard to shoot it in like nighttime scenes if he's all chrome Mm -hmm. oh yeah because it would be hard to see him with the lights on
0: yeah i think too um so they're different metal colors um it seems like they're both wolves though right they're still wolves um yes uh zero
2: is specifically a wolf like very very specifically i actually think garo is a lion not a wolf
0: he's a wolf i checked really okay yeah it's weird i thought he was a lion too because like the term like garo is like a beast term right it's like some kind of thing like a lot of fiction i know comes up oh like your beast like your garo
2: yeah. uh the the <laughs> yeah okay that makes sense now that i'm now that i'm seeing the kanji in a font i can actually read that makes sense <laughs> Because it's it's literally like like wolf Fang is the the kanji.
0: That's oh, wow. Episode seven, and uh, we move to episode eight, which um is so recently there was a revival of the show Dexter on Showtime. Mm. <laughs> oh, this episode was good.
1: Oh, I, I think it was my favorite so far for yeah. sure. Yes,
0: yeah, episode eight ring, um, and we start. In uh, the Lucky Clover Lounge from Cupwriter Fives, but instead now it's an aquarium lounge. Or okay, yeah, uh-huh. uh huh. It's where uh, the smart brain special like assassins, like go to eat food and threaten small dogs. Um, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so there's this like guy playing piano, and this like lady's making drinks with an ice pick and like brings him a drink. and says, "Oh, what beautiful fingers," and then she kills him. And we think, "Oh, is this a horror?" No. She's not a horror. No. Uh she she actually just bought a new fridge. A new old fridge. Not a <laughs> horror at all. A new old fridge. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's like a 1950s fridge and she like puts mm-hmm. her finger collection in there cuz she's has got five fingers for. This is her sixth finger. She's trying to like create a a, a, a like whole hand of fingers. I I understood it as,
2: like, she was trying to create the perfect hand. Okay. That would make sense. Because she's getting the fingers from all, like, talented people who have, like, some kind of artistic talent. Because her whole backstory is that, like, her boyfriend, fiancé guy, man, yes. um, he was a pianist, and then he's, like you only like me for piano and she's like that's stupid you're dumb and he's like nope it's true i'm gonna jump in front of a train now and then he just fucking unalives himself
0: so um that actor is tomo he's a yuge i don't know if that's the right pronunciation but um he is somebody who you might know as a a major character in three different Kamen Rider series In and writer ryuki he plays goro who is the like manservant slash like bodyguard of one of the main characters in that show he's a he's probably one of the most shipped Kamen Rider characters because he's like there's this lawyer that's like terminally ill and he's like making him food and beating up people for him oh yeah he's a pretty like major side character that show um he's the final villain in Kamen Rider Kabuto oh wait Um, really yeah no Um, he's the guy in the glass from Kamen Rider Kabuto if you remember that
2: Oh fuck yeah! I'm looking on the
0: wiki now. Yeah, he is, and he uh, owns the juice bar they go to to learn about war in *Comrade Came*.
1: Holy cow!
0: So he's like in like twenty plus episodes of three different *Comrade* seasons as like a pretty major side character, huh? Hey, man's got to work. But right? apparently, like some point, he might play a different character in like Garo* too.
2: Apparently, he's also in *Comrade* *Amazon's* as well.
0: Oh yeah, he's he gets torn to half.
2: Oh, uh, he gets. He is in episode seven and eight. Yes.
0: Okay. Yeah. He's a pretty major character in that show too, actually. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So he's like a. If you know Toku, you've probably seen this guy before. There's a like little bit role like here for him. He's just like, man, I just <laughs> really, <laughs> yeah. Uh, huh. he is a one of two major Toku cameos that we get in these episodes. But um, yeah. Uh, so he like, for whatever reason, does a kind of live himself and like starts her whole journey to like find the perfect hand or to to be make to become a hand. a, a Dexter esque like serial killer. Uh, it's the ice finger killer. Yeah. Yeah. We like get to the main cast though, because Cower was drawing Koga's fingers. Um, in a very I depending on the episode of a show, I'm like this is hokey, this is fun, like, when they're like, oh, yeah, we're talking about figures today, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she's mad because her drawing is not very good, and he's mad because why would you, like, draw my fingers? Um, But, like, it's, like, after she's killed seven people that she becomes a horror.
2: Right, yeah, it's, it's, not, it's not like, it's not like the horror possessed her, and then she killed seven people. She had already murdered seven people, like, she's not. Right.
0: Yeah. And, like, She she kills one of them after she becomes a horror like eats the pieces of ice that were the body like one by one, which is a very cool like little visual.
1: I I loved everything about just her entire character. It was so delightfully creepy the entire time, and just them adding in the fact that she had already done so much violence before she was ever possessed. That was just so beautiful.
0: Yeah. Then of course, like Kauru's at the bar with her friend. Who to note to the wikis, said was in one episode. She's been like, four or five episodes at this point. Um, yeah. mm-hmm. And, like, you'd... she gets... Yeah. She gets called away, like, by, like, a booty call or something, or, like, a friend of hers. It seems Some... weird. Some,
1: It's it's definitely a booty call.
0: Yeah, that's
2: a booty call, right? So, uh, the character's name is Shota.
0: I remember that specifically. I don't think he does anything, but... He shows up, but she has to go. When you're 22 yeah. or whatever, that's what that means. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, uh so um then I guess Kauru stays in this random bar to talk about being an artist. And the person's like, Oh, wanna try my piano? Oh wanna drink this drink? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, this is great. <laughs> um and right as Nico Robin Todoroki is about to kill her, uh Koga no, Ray shows up, and then Koga shows up. Yep. Either powers, of course, are uh, the powers to make her hands go out and to have fire knives on one side. Um, and just, <laughs> I do really appreciate how um, Ray's just like, I don't care about this, leaves, and then says, Oh, she's drugged. And then, like, says, like, Here comes the knight in shining armor.
2: <laughs> yeah, Ray is very, like, it's very emo.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of, I'm trying to figure out like what his intention is and um but i don't know i kind of like that it's hard to guess with him right now
0: i do appreciate how like as much as he hates koga he's not like into her right you know that Mm. would be super boring
2: (laughs) i feel like he's only he's only like doing that shit just to be like yeah he thinks it's menacing
0: he thinks a lot of things i think yeah hmm. um and lots like, a fight is going on um with koga and uh this um or so kawa woke up from being drugged just like i'm just gonna walk by some train tracks real quick this in the tracks just get caught <laughs> just, <laughs> yeah no survival instinct here and that is episode nine uh which is uh my favorite episode of the bunch but um <clears throat> it is ordeal uh this episode um is a lot of context for the two main characters but um we see um that kauru is um crying at a mural and it's her father's painting yes and it's like all wrecked is at the school for children it's not sure like how much of a school or just like a orphanage or some kind of like place like community center because like there's a point too where like the like principal like gets called away but this kid be like show me how to write a unicycle it's like okay Got it yeah, too, right? that was,
2: yeah that was really weird yeah it's i don't know if it's like a, yeah uh some kind of a community center or whatever like they don't really say They say it's a school maybe it's an art school i don't know
0: yeah school could mean a lot of things though if it's like oh here's a community school for kids when they get home you know yeah and koga is like purifying his sword gets warped into the like wolf statue yeah which I was like what the fuck
1: <laughs> that's pretty badass
0: and uh there is um the Makai within him it is the Garo armor that looks a little bit more like inked up too and it's like talking to him and like saying you have to be free of your like inner horror and fear to get like the next power like you killed over a hundred horrors now it's time to get Goten <laughs> and if you want to become Gotenks, you need Goten <laughs> right <laughs> And yeah, uh he fights this armor after like talking to it. And it whips his ass. Absolutely. It's just the disrespect. There's this point where it like it knocks him on the ground, stabs him in the leg, he rolls away, and it slowly like beam arcs at him and cuts him in the chest, like bleeding everywhere. Yep. It just beats the shit out of him. Um and uh So Kauru like talks to this like principal here and like is like realizes she was called because her dad made this mural and he wanted to connect because his dad was a bad dad, but he runs the school now. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. They do some light trauma bonding there.
0: A lot of bad dads
2: in uh, Garo battered or, or dead ones.
0: Uh, and of course uh, her dad um, is played by Katsuyuki Murai, who is um, one of the main villains. of Fies. He is the head of Lucky Clover from the bar um Mm -hmm. i recognize him and then also uh he is um if you remember in comrade kiva steph the guy who had sensory problems with modern music and would berserk and was Uh uh-huh yeah because i related to
1: him so hard i remember yeah
0: and also had like that like very clear like teacher student ship vibes of uh, the main character in that
1: show (laughs) yeah yep yep Definitely recognize
0: them. Yeah. And and Lakaru's dad is like just like so focused on the he's like the art trope of like the artist that's so focused, but it's how he shows his love and he was never there. And her mm-hmm. mother was sick, because of course she was. And you know. <laughs> it's convenient mom sick, you know. it's mm. like
1: a, a Hallmark movie, isn't it? Convenient women's
0: illness. <laughs> yeah, women's illness. Much like anime's disease. <laughs> and yeah, um. Her dad was, like, so busy and stuff. Um, and, like, he also showed up at this school and painted this mural for free. It's like, that's that's not productive, dude.
1: <laughs> you get in trouble for trespassing if you try to do that these days.
0: Oh, if you showed up at a school, like, I'm painting. This is great. Look at this. This a goddess. It's like, I'm sorry, sir. We cannot do that. That is just Shrek. <laughs> I would say the actual painting itself was, like, nice. Like yeah. looked good, um. And like um, the thing here is that um, like Koga's little, he's getting beaten. And he gets called away to fight a horror. Now this horror is named Humpty, uh, who's this big, tall, like half metal, half flesh, like Silent Hill looking mofo. He's mm-hmm. cool, and it just beats the crap out of him because his attacks can't hit it, uh, and he loses the fight for the first time. His armor flies away. Yep. And he's like, what could I do? And he gets the sword of Sagebuff from Gonza, who's like, This is mere iron, but it's your family's ancestral sword. And he has to ponder, how did my father use an iron sword versus Makai Steel? What's the point of how does he win? <laughs> oh, what does he call it? He calls it soul metal. It's not made of soul metal. Yeah. Uh and um at the same time, like was tried to figure out what the, what shape the hand was making of the goddess too she's like oh what was the hand what could it be all these hands aren't right she realizes the hand was never drawn because it was in the sun it was her mother waving to her in the sun and he saw it because he was with her right yeah and yeah um i love it when my dad's with me when i'm four and that means he was with me more when he was
1: <laughs> that whole thing was just weird too because i was just like why is she just now remembering that part of it and like What a weird way to kind of dismiss all the other times she felt abandoned by him.
0: Well, Steph, to be an artist means your hand must be in the light of creation.
1: I mean, I guess. (laughs) And maybe that's why I don't know, because I'm not an artist. So,
0: No, yeah. Like, it's like a rough metaphor that doesn't make them a better parent. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh, man, he. I realize what it's like to be caught in creation. Good thing I don't have kids or a sick spouse at all. Right and I'm 22. <laughs> uh speaking though, I think we've all been caught in the light of something We're like man, probably shouldn't have a, a like kid the sick spouse right now. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> but I guess sometimes you have to make that choice and the choice should always be maybe you're kidding your sick spouse. I don't know, but that should be. Um and like so Koga is like getting beat up more and like um he realizes, oh, I shouldn't be afraid, and the sword is iron because he's not a horror. It's me, it's my fear, and I should fight it. And he wins by jumping through a bunch of attacks and getting like bled a lot. And then the armor says, "Ha, ah, you've conquered fear. Here's your power <laughs> up." And he gets power up in mm-hmm. his horse, Goten, and he gets a horse sword to beat Humpty.
1: And he didn't even think to ask, "Am I going to have to do this every time? You're going to give me a power." Yeah, that would have been my first question.
0: Maybe it's just like, the, he's the tutorial after this, like, hey, I've forgotten how to parry. Can you show me again?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> that makes sense.
0: Uh, And, like, the is there, because she's like, man, I was just, like, painting this whole goddess, then this, like, big mofo, like, egg showed up, and now, I guess you're here. <laughs> I mean, the biggest power-up he got was that his song got lyrics. True. Yeah, whenever they, like, Bring that like intro in it's like oh yeah it's time for a fight and he like wins the fight and says she looks pretty and she's like what do you mean by that
1: and then of course he doesn't say anything and just walks off
0: gotta be Batman um was that a
2: Jam Project song though I feel like that that was the singer from
0: Jam Project uh well maybe in a couple episodes we'll see what the opening's like oh okay <laughs> we'll see all right but yeah uh. That brings us to episode number 10, Puppet, uh, which is weird. Oh, yeah. This episode is what I thought every episode of like the show was, honestly, before watching it much. Um, but a clown has two puppets, and there's this couple. They're walking away from their friends to be like, oh, you like me? like, Or like my dad's money. And then the t- two puppets show up, and they're like, oh, well, let's see the real you. And they just fucking go ham on each other yep she
1: fucking she threatens to fuck his dad like that is the <laughs> coldest shit i have ever heard in my <laughs> life i was just looking at the screen with my mouth open like what the fuck just happened
0: your dad won't have the chrome on his dick to give you after i <laughs> suck his dick i'm getting your hair it's <laughs> you just like he's just like i'm gonna fuck you it up. was brutal I'll fuck your dad and give him a son he actually likes. <laughs>
1: exactly.
0: I'll put your dad's hand in the sun if you know what I mean. <laughs> the thing here is that like they just start doing wrestling. Like there's like suplexes. There's like plunder. There's like foam coming out of their mouths. At one point, there's this person who like gets curb stop, and the foam looked weird. I had to go back because I thought their like bottom teeth were liquefying, and I was like, whoa. Oh
1: well. What made it like kind of creepy, though, taking it out of the silly zone was how great the actors were with that maniacal laughter
0: the whole time they were
1: fighting and insulting each other. It it really felt like I was watching crazy people
0: because their friends show up and they're like, oh, guys, stop fighting. And then they get like got and they're like, I'm sleeping with your boyfriend. Well, I think you're fucking stupid. It's just like they all hate each other. You look like a pig.
1: Oh yeah, I was about to say, don't they like start calling that one girl a pig like they all jump on that bandwagon?
0: And then once they're all just on the ground, like all dead, like he turns them into like balls and like eats them. hmm
1: Uh oh. <sighs> yeah. Yeah, that part was yeah, really he, strange.
0: He
2: makes them go full Joker brain and then eats them.
0: Yeah. I like his powers later too. They're like very fun here. Like they're very uh he's a street performer through and through. But, like, that's, that's the weird thing, right? Like, before, all of the
2: horrors are like have been very, like, Japanese, like, horror-inspired things, and then this is just, like, so fucking weird, but at the mm-hmm. same time, because it's so weird, it's just really creepy.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. That's exactly what it is, because we've been de- dealing with these, like, really kind of, like, dark, almost gothic villains up to this point, so to...
2: Yeah, like dark sinister type stuff. And then it's like right. here's this weird wacky clown who murders you.
1: Yeah, and like does it in a really like strange way from everything else we've seen. It,
0: uh, now that I think about it, Well, Garo is Spawn. <laughs> it's Spawn, Tom McFarlane's Spawn. This is a violator. It's
2: well, either. now that I think about it, it kind of reminds me of it. Yeah. Mm.
0: Especially later on. This whole time had like major spawn vibes. This like definitely upped it because I was like, OK, here we yeah. go.
1: Yeah,
0: for we're sure. here. Then we see Kauru, who remembers she had a teddy bear growing up as a nightmare of it turning into like some like American McGee's like 2005 horror game teddy bear <laughs> attacking her. Yep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were just going to leave it at American and be like, yeah, that's why she was horrified.
0: Look at this <laughs> crumbling empire of a teddy bear I have. <laughs> Koga's instantly in there. <laughs> yeah, uh, my Koga's like you scream. Was there a horror? Story? Why would there be a horror here? I was like, oh, well anyway. I'm gonna leave. And then, like in the hallway, she like asks him about what's going on, but he's like shrouded by light from behind. She's like this whole scene of like her angst and feelings about him and her life. She's like, man, I love not paying rent. I can't afford rent, but also, you fucking suck, dude.
1: Yeah, she's she's dealing with some complicated feelings with this guy, that's for sure.
0: Yeah. And like so she like has this like picture book that she knows about where like last time the um his horse she also recognized from the book and um Mm -hmm. like Koga and Zribatok, oh so your fathers must have met each other and like she like finds this children's magazine with his book on it and then finds the publisher finds out it wasn't published due to the missing last page, but then the publisher's also, here's her childhood teddy bear in a paper bag. That I've just had for some reason. And right. That's like her father made her, like, sign some oath or something. Hey, if my daughter ever comes to with this book, give her this bear. But we don't hear that. You need that. to she keep this it.
2: bear up your ass until you find my daughter.
1: Exactly. And then she spends the whole rest of the episode just talking to the bear almost exclusively.
0: Yeah, it's... <laughs> Maybe in Japan, like you can work a job for like two weeks, and also, um, all children's book publishers have safety deposit boxes with like specific instructions. Hmm. I I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Um. What happens next. Oh, Ray meets Golm and his punishment for showing up and doing all this stuff is he has to do both their jobs for a day. And I was like, that seems <laughs> what, what he's already doing, right? I was he has, about to, he say, has yeah, to do yeah, manual labor.
1: Done. Like he already took care of the city.
0: Um. And then, so, Cowrie's back for therapist. He's just like, ah, life. Your life is okay. You do well. (laughs) She's like, okay, thanks.
1: (laughs) Here's half a million dollars.
0: And like, the clown has a random appearance at this meeting for like a lingerie company or like a like woman's like clothing company because like they're all wearing like bras and attacking each other and I don't know. Um, because then like Koga shows up and like stuns them all because he has a stun attack which that's cool good for him again like I said
2: like it's just he he has like a new gadget every every, uh, every episode and it's like okay now I know he has this so if he uses it again I'm like oh okay yeah they set that up
0: right mm. then we see an amusement park and these kids around this corner like oh no is this clown gonna eat these kids but no it's just the kids beat the shit out of Kaworu yeah. in a rabbit costume
1: <laughs> and the look on her face afterwards it was just so dejected it was so perfect
0: hey like you said Steph this is where she keeps like talking to her bear it's like I won't quit I'm gonna do it
1: I know and the way that she it just is talking so determinedly to it you could almost imagine that like she hears the bear talking back so then I started to get concerned about the direction of you know her character
0: yeah no one really points out this, sort of like cares about this, but like, I'm assuming that maybe Ray and Koga don't have the best understandings of normal person maturity and like mental health, so they probably don't mind. They're just like, oh, huh, she's doing this now. Yeah. Definitely no, not. <laughs> and then we see her in a princess costume and then gets sexually harassed again by this dude's like, I want to dress as a rabbit lady.
1: yeah I don't know why but this one freaked me out the most out of all of the awkward situations so far
0: and talking like oh yeah like some of my friends will love this stuff wouldn't this be great and she's like oh no I'm good yeah just the princess for today
2: and then Ray comes in and he's like I think it would look better on you
0: (laughs) (laughs) he's so fucking cool what a cool dude oh man he's so joker
2: it's so weird, it's so weird having Koga and Rey in the same show, because, like, they're the same character, basically, like, ostensibly they're, like, the same character, but it's like, Ray comes off as the worst type of the best guy ever, like, the strongest character ever, and then Koga is like, the opposite of that. It's so weird just seeing, like, the dichotomy in, like, just how they're written completely changes the... The way they're perceived. Because, like, ostensibly, they're they're kind of similar. They do the same job. They have the same powers.
1: And you'd have to imagine, like, there's a certain type of personality or trait that makes you want to do that kind of work.
0: Right. Well, for Koga, it's a duty. For Ray, we know that even just from, like, the genealogy and, like, the surprise, he's going above and beyond in specific selfish ways. And, like, it's like, oh, like, it's like the difference between like somebody catching a like um hey like water bottle thrown at them and somebody like throwing a water bottle at the wall and, like oh watch me catch this you know mm-hmm. right he's very much like a, a like try hard he's very much like showing off in a way that koga is just like doing stuff um but then um they get red pilled and the like, cow just kind of like voicing her frustrations she's like i hate that you want to put me in this outfit and like harass me sexually i don't want to work here anymore pay me for my like time spent
1: (laughs) yeah she goes full uh crazy chick on him there
0: and she's like i can find so many cute girls and you know of then he tries to red pill ray he's like i'm already red pill this won't work dude
1: (laughs) (laughs) i invented it my man
0: and then he like tries to fight him and he just is a mime for real and it's kind of (laughs) cool yeah yeah he's like actually a mime his mime powers do you just enjoy um how we see the makai knights like avoid his powers also like as this fight's going um the clown is like talking to koga he's like very much like hey we're both not human you know like you're different from people you're not like there's something to the way they're speaking a couple of them have talked about like why are you aligned with humans that right. makes no sense we're closer uh-huh. in certain ways and like i hope that's explored on but yeah um because that would be a weird thing to drop and not do anything with and it's like oh like to bring back the witchers like mm-hmm. the witchers are closer to the monsters they fight than like humans in a lot of ways like uh-huh. but like at this point i don't know what degree the makai knights are just dudes in armor you know yeah. Right. Yeah. Like he. Well, when he becomes
2: like the big, like goopy, fucking giant spawn clown head character. monster. Yeah. He becomes a. Yeah. He becomes a spawn character. <laughs> um. Yeah. He like has this whole like soliloquy. You know. Well why are you protecting humans? Like humans are just garbage people. Like I prove that. I prove to you that they're garbage people. He's like, I didn't do anything other than like show how they would be if they weren't just hiding. You know hiding away their fucking dark impulses.
0: All yeah. I did was eat their dead
2: bodies after they
0: acted their way.
2: Yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> He's like, "I didn't hate. I didn't If they were perfectly fine normal people and they weren't insane, they wouldn't have killed each other, right?" What if a cow
0: walked up to you and told you to kill it? Yeah. Would you be vegetarian they... then?
1: <laughs> I feel like this is something that we've seen like either insinuated or, you know, touched on lightly in a couple of the series we've watched. So, where there's at least one or two times this moment of, you know, how am I really that different from what I'm fighting against? So, yeah, to have it like be so in your face and in, in this show was really a different take.
0: It's weird, it's like in the Super Sentai stuff, they're just people in outfits. Mm-hmm. In like the like Ultraman stuff, they're like this other race of light, and they're like special like. Ah, uh, we're time lords and we're angels and all this stuff. In *Common Rider*, it's like played up a lot. Like, oh, we're cyborgs, we're inhuman, we're certain ways. And like, I don't know that value. Like, what that actual value here is. Like, oh, we're gonna find out that he's like taking a bunch of herbs his whole life, but he's like mm-hmm. got messed up bones or like he has like weird blood, like or like whatever, you know? Right.
2: Yeah, we don't really know. Like, is is it like a title thing? Are they using magic because like he's used ostensibly what I would consider magic, right, like he summons yeah. the, the thing out of nowhere and puts seals on people, and he has a stun attack that like shoots out of him like it looks like magic, so is it magic, and if it is magic how like how does that work like yeah, you don't know right,
1: right, and there is one point where Ray kind of takes a dig at him about how she's got a much shorter life than they do, so that um. Uh... I'm kind of curious about that also like what their, their life expectancy or timeline is mm-hmm. and how that plays with like their abilities.
0: Yeah. It's hard to, cause like so far they've just shown him as using gadgets, but maybe he is mm-hmm. like inhuman. Yeah. I don't know. Good no questions. Well, he kind of like maybe has to be because like
2: when he's running around and doing all the like wire foo shit, it doesn't look like he's using magic. So I just assume that he's like, Strong enough to
0: do that. Right. Yeah, maybe it's some kind of like super soldier thing. Like, yeah. Maybe.
1: It'll be interesting.
0: I want to see people in the Makai order that aren't knights active because, like, I know at some point, like, there's like a bunch of casts and not like all of them are knights from like the other movie stuff I've seen where it's like, oh, like, I've seen like a poster for this movie. There's a bunch of like priestess or archers and stuff. Okay. Are there mm-hmm. a bunch of Wirefu people? Is that touched on at all? That like, oh, we uh-huh. all like drank this herb and like got this blood thing, you know?
1: Yeah, it would be kind of cool to see if there are like other roles or specialties or you know whatever their equivalent. Of.
0: Um, this fight scene's kind of cool here because like they um both once again like cut this um spawn character, this top mm-hmm. spawn character, and uh, they cut his nose off and his tail off and he um gets got and then like they throw the bear around and like there's a scene of it starts with like the like clowns chasing like Howard who's dressed like a princess and like hits like the like merry-go-round and it goes off it's like flying around and then like it like ends with like garo has like the um bear in his hand for her and it's like it's doing lots of like set up shots and, like working back for them i think in the show too which is fun
1: yeah this is i, I mean just all around it's such a great scene, such great camera work. Like, uh, it was really, really fun to watch.
0: And like, I like um how their solution to how do we get the golden knight next to her to princess dress? <laughs> what if she sexually right. assaulted again? Because
1: <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't had enough of that shit through this series.
0: Yeah, I'm just imagining. Um, like, if you ever seen uh the abridged Dragon Ball series, whenever Krillin gets owned, it like has like a like like counter that shows like, oh. Like, Krillinga owned here. We should do that for her. We're like, okay, this is up to, like, 27 sexual assaults she's, like, out of the series. Oh, man.
1: Can you imagine if it was, like, a drinking game or something?
0: <laughs> oh, man, we that would be scene. able to sign off the show. Oh, man, I just had 20 shots. Who's this guy? <laughs>
1: <laughs> what were we talking about?
0: Yeah, uh... But... That's Garrupt, episode 10. And... What are we thinking? Uh, like... I personally like, didn't think that we'd get the second night so soon. Like, I thought we'd spend more time on their relationship, but I'm liking it, this uh, flow so far.
1: Well, unless they're going to kind of use that to push them together. Yeah. Just because he keeps, like, kind of almost <laughs> approaching Charming before he does something like tries to assault or kill her again. But, you know, maybe they're setting him up to eventually be some kind of, like, jealousy or competition or something.
0: That would be interesting. I don't see it now because she seems so focused elsewhere. She seems so into Koga, or at least not into Ray. Right. I don't know.
1: Who knows? They've taken weird leaps in these shows before, so.
0: What do you think is next for this show, though? Hmm. Um,
2: I think that given how quickly Ray showed up as like another Makai Knight, I can't imagine that another one won't show up. Okay. I think
1: that's a pretty good call, yeah.
2: At least once more, because I I feel like that's that's a good uh like set of of characters. There's like the three of them where like I feel like this might follow the Fist of the North Star type like uh you know cast of characters where you have like the main character's Koga. You have like the rival character with like uh Rey. And then you'll have like the third character who's kind of like the mysterious, older Makai Knight who, like, knows more about stuff, like a weird kind of, like, pseudo-mentor
0: character. I, yeah, like, I wonder, like, he'd have to be just a m- normal dude at this point, right? Just like, hey, like, I'm just a pretty normal guy, and i like, a Makai Knight. Right. Here's, here's a cheese board, <laughs> I don't know.
1: All right. You guys take yourselves too seriously. You need to learn to relax.
0: is that that <laughs> Hey, Or maybe we get, like, a, like, old guy at his young like apprentice thing like we did in like hippie though you know or yeah i don't see us like getting the here's the science team trying to make their own like version of like a makai Night. that's probably not no for no, this no, show. no i don't i don't <laughs> think that'll happen yeah. i wonder though because like
2: now that we've seen um what's it called uh now that we've seen Ray. Where he he's clearly another muckai knight and they're like part of an organization. Like, I wonder if they'll go into how someone becomes one, because it's implied that uh he's like he's not supposed to be, but he is. Mm -hmm. And it's also implied that it's like an inherited title. But then you have Koga going into the fucking wolf zone where he gets sucked into the fucking you know, back rooms. I don't know where he is. He's just in like a void. <laughs> um, and he, and like the Garo armor is like talking to him. Like it's a sentient thing. So like, does the Garo armor choose who's the next Garo? Because Ray says stuff in the series, like, Oh, you, you, you have the title of Garo, but you're, you know, whatever, like you're, you ain't shit. Fuck you. So, I I wonder how that works. Does like the Ooh. armor choose people? Is it sentient? Because like you can see Zaruba and uh, Ray's necklace. Yeah,
0: like no name for that yet. I don't think.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: No, like they, they did. They, is her name Silva? Okay, that's a that's a name. That's a name for ah <laughs> uh, the silver ring. Silva. Yeah.
2: So like it's clear that there's like animated or like at least like possessed clothing, at least with rings and jewelry and stuff. So like it doesn't seem like that much farther of a leap to be like, oh, the
0: armor chooses
2: the person.
1: Yeah, actually makes a lot of
0: sense. That could be a very rich vein. Like, I wonder if like that could be a thing in this show where like we meet, hey, I'm the person whose armor left me. or like, we see like an unworthy person show up and like a worthy person's there, but not a knight. And like the armor switches, that could be Mm -hmm. like a good like villain fodder. Like maybe that's how we get a villain here. I don't know. That'd be cool. Is there is
2: there more than one set of the same armor?
1: Oh, that's another good question.
2: Like can we have multiple dudes who are because it's they say it's the title of Garo, right? So, can multiple people hold the same title? Can like th- there be like three people all wearing like the golden armor at the same time because it's magical and there's like more than one suit of it? Like it it, it seems to be implied that it's passed down in some way, so there's some kind of like lineage or whatever, because they make that a a thing. So like maybe there is only one, because that would make logical sense. But
0: who knows? To for that point, I guess. What do you think is going on with this show as far as our villains or like our overarching plot? What do you think is going to be like the big deals we get like to like the back half or like the middle of the show? I guess.
1: I don't know because I have been trying to think of like any kind of. Common link, but I guess we haven't really gotten anything like that. Like, we got our, two
0: dudes that have done anything,
1: yeah. It, I don't know. I i think that that's gonna maybe have to play out. I'm not entirely sure, like, because we're getting s- so little information and so slowly. So, I, I'm not sure.
2: Yeah, they haven't really made any kind of indication to like an overarching villain. Like, it just seems the horrors just seem to be like. Monster of the week type stuff, mm-hmm. but I have to feel like there's there's got to be some kind of a an overarching villain like come up, yeah,
1: yeah, or something that's directing or
0: right, yeah. So our three main plots are why is Ray, <laughs> um, uh-huh. why why is Ray? Yeah, why that's is Ray?
1: That's a very good question. Why is Ray?
0: Um, why is Koga's dad? dead, what caused him to do what he did, and then taking care of like coward. So those are the three main plots we have, right? I mean there's some there's some
2: other stuff like who is the who are the watchdogs of the West. Mm-hmm. Because I assume that the That's what I was thinking, yeah. golem I assume is the watchdog of the East. Mm-hmm. So it is if this takes place in Tokyo, if that's considered the East is like Osaka's considered the West, like what like
0: Mm-hmm. Ah, the watchdogs say Boku, or whatever they say, in the, like the weird anime playing. Yeah. Um, the, the two big question marks for me are we do have Mark Musashi and that therapist. We're like, man, those are some dudes with faces. Huh?
2: Yeah. And they just kind of like don't do anything. Right. Like, especially Mark Musashi, he just kind of like stands there and looks brooding, which fine, because it
0: like seems to be his character. But mm-hmm. yeah, this is like where you find out. Oh, yes. I'm the one who made your father save the person who we didn't know was a horror blood 99 days or whatever. Like, is it like that kind of thing? Like, I'm not sure if it's like I'm the mastermind or I've got the evil arbor. you know? Yeah. And like, where are the horrors coming from? Like, True, are they just like something
2: mystery. that's naturally occurring? Like, they just kind of like spawn up based off of like spawn. people with their bad juju and they just appear like they're manifested? Hmm. Who knows?
1: Yeah, and if so, how come there aren't more of them? Because, I mean, it can't be just, like, one person a day who's having a bad day in any city.
0: I'm also wondering, like, the easiest way to, like, do this is be like, oh, Lilith got summoned, or, like, the devil got summoned, or, like, whatever the, like, father, mother of, like, the spirits are. So maybe, like, that's how they could do it. But that also seems, like, kind of unrelated to the stories we have going on a little Mm. bit.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: Also what happened to the Makai Knights that there's only two that we know of? Right. Because to me, it seems to imply that there's like
0: a lot of them at one time
2: and now there's like
0: none. Yeah. um, I'm assuming that like, so to bring back Kamen Rider Hibiki, which has a similar plot, honestly, like it's like, oh, there's a bunch of like dudes and they're like, oh, they can't find apprentices and these arbors aren't being passed down. You're not becoming like, the next dude i'm wondering if it's just like hey without like a medieval society we don't have a way to inspire generational wealth through like tithes or whatever or like the royal family so Uh it's hard to get new knights like maybe that's it yeah maybe maybe yeah there's no new income streams to make these like old rich people that have to sacrifice their sons their sons keep dying oh no
1: or maybe they all just had the same attitude as our uh, main character there and went, I'll end this bloodline right here. I don't give a fuck.
0: I mean, Possibly. It seems like his dad did that, so. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so full-on, like, dueling pistols and stuff and, like, the, like, Victorian, like, hang time period. So like, oh, yeah, we can't duel anywhere. We kept killing our sons, ending families. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Could be. Could be. No, I don't know, um, because I also don't know, like, are there just four Makai Knights? Is is that it? Like oh, like that southern dude's good. That like northern dude's kind of a dick, but he's fine. Man, this east dude keeps showing up. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah. And of course, I'm gonna assume that um, like a lot of these like series um, <laughs> this only counts for Japan and the horrors never show up outside of Japan. Right. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is a localized issue. Yeah. <laughs> Man, I can't believe it. We <laughs> really fucked up. Like. 3,000 years ago.
1: Not one global resource incoming to assist either. Just whoever your little Mackay Knight is for your area, that's who you get. You better hope he's good.
0: Oh, man. I also don't think American society can sustain Mackay Knights. We'd be like, oh, man. We'd make an app where like it was like Mackay, but like no vowels. Just like Mickey. <laughs> uh, but yeah. And uh, next time, episodes 11 through 15, which is three of... Five episodes into Garo, uh, which is exciting. Um, but as always, though, let's uh, talk about our uh, three big questions. And the first of two is uh, who are our favorite characters? Let's, let's uh, go in. Uh, let's are a few staff. I do will go to David and me.
1: OK, three favorite characters. Um, I'm going to have to say the lady who was uh, the pimp of the pimps. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Damn. Um I want that the, title, the Alpha Pimp.
1: Yeah, she was the Alpha Pimp for sure. And it was because of the wig. The wig gave her that power. Screw the
0: golden knight. Um, <laughs> it's the pimp of no, the I just thought it
1: was really cool how that played back and forth between being this like almost succubus type character and then this like hardened grizzled lady. <laughs> like the, the the whole character was just really cool. Um second favorite. Uh probably the uh clown. Horror, um, just because it was so delightfully creepy, um, third favorite, I have to go with Ray just because he was a delightful little creep too. I guess you can't like one without the other
0: but you, David, who are your top three this time? Um number
2: three is probably the the clown horror, like just it's so weird and creepy, and it was just good. Like, you look at it and you're like, this is fucking dumb. But, like, at the same time, it took itself, like, just seriously enough that it was mm. good. Um, Number two might have to be Ray. I think his introduction is pretty strong when he just beats up, like, 20 dudes in the <laughs> fucking park. And then I think probably my number one might be uh, the pianist murder lady. Yeah, She, like, that whole episode is just solid. And I think that she's like a good actor in that episode and the story is good and it's just wrapped up very nicely.
0: I think if you're going to say this is Midnight Toku, this is like a cool like serial horror show for adults just doing one off episodes. about like serial killers who happen to become like villains. That's how you do it. That's what you want to see. You know,
1: it was so beautiful.
0: And like that's what, like what I want. Is like, oh, like it's like the same batman things like i want to see some random people and then batman shows up perfect mm-hmm. um for me number three is going to be ray um i hopefully i will one day apologize for him for calling him sister loving dylan kleebel but so far i've seen nothing to make me say that uh he's definitely weird but he, he got a little more bearable as he got less creepy and like more consistent, but. He has a lot to prove at this point because he is like Mr. Mysterious. Why am I here so far? Right. Number two, I'm going to say Kauru. She's definitely um, an interesting character because she's switching between a lot of the needs of the story and her own plot line. So it's hard to know what I'm supposed to read from her all the time. But I like like her as far as her like genre savviness and her struggles as an artist and stuff. Uh, uh, and then number one. Hmm. I'm gonna give it to uh the sentient Garo armor. Just took no shit, <laughs> very clear about like what he wanted and what people needed to do. Felt like very Star Wars, very like here's your lesson, here's what you must know. Fight fear, it's the mind killer. And yeah, um then what about our favorite our favorite tokusatsu? So so it could be an effect, a monster, a fight scene, etc. What about you, Steph?
1: we had so many good ones it it really was hard for me to pick out a favorite but as soon as like um i saw the uh the effect where uh they're fighting on the uh the bridge or not the bridge the pier and she goes to block herself by throwing up all of those headstones that was just so just deliciously 13-year-old goss kid that i i just almost squealed in delight so i i think that was one of my favorite parts and uh one of the best effects i've ever seen used in a battle
0: what are you david what do you like um for
2: me it's it's the fight between zero and garo that whole like falling down the building fight like yes it's 2005 cg but i
0: don't care mm. sometimes if we cared about how realistic things look, we wouldn't be talking about Tokusatsu. That's true. Sometimes it's just it's just sick. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. Um Chris hmm. Toku. Um I will say I did hmm. There's a lot going on here. So much competition here. I think I um enjoyed uh that fight scene, uh, the first part of that fight scene where they're untransformed and they're at the parking garage. There's like a lot of fun little fight scenes of like elevation, a little like Hand-to-hand stuff, a little sword stuff. That was a cool bit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And then of course, everybody's favorite question: what are the best outfits we saw? The best fits of the week?
1: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna have to go with the uh the gang of serial rapists in the park. They definitely had the best outfits.
0: <laughs> yeah. Bold choice. <laughs> I don't agree with the outfits. Abe's, but I agree with the outfits they were wearing.
1: Yes. Yeah.
0: <laughs> anyway. Uh, what's your favorite?
2: favorite? Uh, Um, hmm. That's, uh, this is a hard one. Mm. Um, you know what? I'm going to have to say my favorite is probably Kauru when she's in like the princess outfit, because I think it's just like really, really like funny, like juxtaposition of like, Garo being like the knight in shining armor, and her being in a princess outfit just by like happenstance, and it's just really kind of goofy in, in context.
0: Mm, yeah, I'll give the shout to Ray. I don't think he's got the same level of like swag as like Koga. He's like Koga looks <laughs> like he's a protagonist, Ray looks like he thinks he looks cool, but otherwise pretty normal.
2: Ray looks like he's out of a visual K band. <laughs>
0: you could see that due to the like you could see that due to like an fye
1: i was about to say he's kind of giving me like mall ninja vibes
0: yes Mm -hmm. (laughs) yep his two swords do kind of like look like that meme like i'm sorry senpai but i need to like go out just this once (laughs) just this once everybody step first uh where can people find you when you're not talking about tokusatsu
1: uh, you can find me on Instagram at nobody much or on uh, www.arcademilitia.com.
0: And what's your latest episode about?
1: Oh, latest episode. We just got done talking about, oh my gosh, why am I having a brain cramp right now? Oh, Saints Row. We covered the new Saints Row game.
0: Ooh. Yeah, ooh. Yeah, ooh, yeah, ooh, yeah. Yeah,
2: that was our thought too.
0: it <laughs> uh, won't be the boss. I don't know. How about you, David? What's the uh, up of you when you're not here?
2: Uh, you can find me at the Tokyo Fresh podcast uh, and on Instagram at my Instagram at Zayrel. And
0: uh, what's the the latest episode of uh, like one of your podcasts about?
2: Um, the latest episode we did—I mean, not including the one I recorded yesterday—uh, we did one on cult. I think I mentioned that one last week, and then the one after that we did was about the changes to uh not immigration but like uh tourism uh the restrictions in japan so if you are like hmm maybe I want to go on vacation to Japan maybe listen to that episode and you might get some information as to like when you should actually go because I'm gonna give you a hint uh it's not right now.
0: <laughs> I I'm hoping that soon clapping is allowed like back at some like arenas because there's some wrestling eventually that's gonna matter. But uh for me, you could find uh, me on Twitter JamesForge you can find the podcast at common Me on Twitter, and Instagram, there's comedy.com for episodes and articles. There's comedy.com slash episodes for links to different platforms, including to review on Spotify and Apple podcasts. And, uh, that's always important. There is covered.com slash merch, links up to our merch, uh, with proceeds going to trans lifeline. And then there is also, if you want to send a question to so podcast at common, I'm actually going to thank, uh, Jesse, uh, for sending in a question. Um, Jesse asked, um, if we were to become a Makai Knight, what color, maybe metal, uh, and what animal and weapon would we have?
2: Well, huh? <laughs> Considering that <laughs> the only two Makai Knights I've seen are wolves, and then the other ones I know of are also wolves, so okay. I don't think you have a choice. I think they're all wolves. <laughs> <laughs> um. So I guess my answer is a wolf. Um. Cut that dog and yeah. I would be like, I'm I'm a sucker for like white and gold. All white armor, gold trim. Okay. What weapon would you have
0: though? Spear. Spear, okay. Like it. What about you, Steph? What would you be?
1: I'd be a wolf. Um, <laughs> but I think my armor would be like uh black with a really uh bright neon blue trim, kinda like Tron. Um and my weapon would be like a slingshot. Okay. Because that'd be dope.
0: I'd also be a wolf. I'm a oh, sucker. Glad we're all agreed. Yeah. Hmm. I'm a sucker for uh, green and gold, Uh, just for a lot of reasons. Uh, Dragon's War for life. And then um, I'd probably, hmm, you know what? I think a good axe would do well. Life versus some, some horrors, you know?
1: Yeah,
0: nice act like like chops people down. Yeah, thanks uh, mm. to Jesse for that question. Oh, uh-huh.
1: yeah, very cool.
0: For now, um, did we learn anything today? Don't be a sex best
1: Always good advice.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, I think that's that's advice for life.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't matter how many friends you got. Don't do. It. <laughs> <laughs>